0: So, good morning. So, as is often the case in offering reflections, I'm wondering where to begin And begin here, a sense of sitting here in the Forest Refuge Meditation Hall and feeling the body and the mind and the heart, hearing sounds and connecting with the intention to offer some support, encouragement. And so, as we as we listen, may we uh, may our chitta, our heart, mind uh, hear what is helpful. Giving ourselves this time, this reflective pause, and to sit quietly and listen, listen to the words, listen inwardly, deeply. present with our body and mind, present with awareness and kindness, with the uncertainty that is a characteristic of of life. So um, I do have some notes and things I want to share around the theme of working with disturbance, disturbed mind and heart, and whether we're yeah, sensing it as a kind of coming up from inside us or maybe we're encountering it in uh, another person whom we encounter No, uh, online or by phone or with them in person at a proper distance. So, um, yeah, just basic intention behind these reflections is to offer some thoughts and reflections and teachings to encourage us all to really allow... Allow is my big word, I think, of the of the moment, but also generally sense of allowing our the experience and particularly the, that which feels difficult or disturbing in the heart, in the mind, in the body. And the way that our practice can be a huge support to us so with this and so really just uh, to be reminded of that to be reminded to remember ah oh, yeah this is what helps or this is this is the opportunity and that sense of yeah getting support for that turning. So I was listening to um, BBC radio this morning, which I I do a few times a week, not sure how often, two or three, to just tune in a bit to the news and um, some of the things happening in my home country. And I just wanted to share a little piece of that, which was the Queen's grandson, William. And when I say the Queen, I mean um, the one in the UK. (laughs) There are others. (laughs) Um, And he and his wife have been talking to a lot of NHS workers, the National Health Service, the workers, you know, on the front line with the sick people and... Um, the dying people. And uh, his concern, William's concern for mental health and a sense of, yeah, just that the pain that those people um, are encountering and a wish to support them. And one thing he said that sort of um, struck me was this very simple, beautiful sort of... um, I felt this was this was offered to everybody, to all of us. Like if we feel sad or angry or fearful, so said, "Talk to someone. Talk to someone about it." <clears throat> so, yeah, just appreciate that sense of acknowledgement of the courage and. And the, the challenge um, that, and that we all face, and just particularly again, holding in mind and heart the and people who are more vulnerable for all kinds of different reasons. May our practice of steadying our heart with what's difficult, be of service to others. So, so many different varieties and intensities of feeling yeah, difficult emotions or, you know, mind state. So I really want to encourage you to sense, like, be let that be very, very inclusive and if you, if you wish, you might again be really present with yourself, moment to moment, and and allow the sense of just <clears throat> however you are, however the heart mind is, it's is uh, included, welcome. <clears throat> you know whether there's. Happiness or sadness, or again, sometimes it feels like a mixture yeah so so um as as always a sense of this area or aspect of our life and our experience being so um, potentially troubling and potentially very enriching and and transformative and uh, very very important principle again that we need to be reminded of often as I was mentioning yesterday it's actually a quote from Ajahn Succhito that the place of dis-ease is the place of satisfaction or it potentially can be. Yeah. And Tihnahan, he said, If we are aware of the paradise around us, it is because we have tasted suffering and we have learned how to practice with it and how to transform it into happiness. And uh, what's coming to mind is I contemplate the sense of the, a kind of emotional fluidity and sensitivity and richness and depth that's possible for a human being. You know, which is which is also wise, you know, it's not uh, it has boundaries, it has wisdom as well. It's the Dalai Lama, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, who perhaps you've seen just heard stories of how he you know he would weep with with people visiting him and then laugh with them, and then you know just this sense of incredible emotional fluidity. Sensitivity, and I, you know, that way in which um, this process, this practice of, particularly, just today, highlighting that sense of what feels difficult, like when we can practice skillfully with that, meet that skillfully, it's such a great potential. Know, for our own happiness and well being, and a capacity to respond to our life and to others. Uh, opening out, releasing energies from all kinds of stuck places and defensiveness, and, and so on. So I can feel as I'm speaking, you know, some of that kind of like feeling both the challenge and the opportunity. Which seems to be such a characteristic of the whole situation that we're we're always in, but in a particular way, present of this the suffering and the um, disease or disease being the um, source of. Or a condition for the arising of, of love and compassion and wisdom. You know, very intimately, in our own, you know, whole mind, body, heart process. Just as it is, you know, just as it is, you know, as wild or ordinary or... Chaotic or over organized or this trans- transformative possibility. And so um, sensing something about a middle way, kind of middle way approach or view that um, between. Maybe the extremes of, on the one hand, sort of almost you know, just indulging and sort of catharting, or you know, getting lost in, um, just you know, kind of reacting to or believing in the the stories and the so on involved in the in the, the difficult emotions. That's, and again, at times maybe that sort of where we feel like. We can be pulled when that happens. And then how to kind of kind of catch ourselves or, you know, bring to the situation, whether it's with ourselves or another. And it's kind of, okay, let's kind of, where's the, how we can move back sort of somewhere, some middle way, some balance, sort of a way of being with. And so our mindfulness, mindful awareness is a real, is a key. And on the other side, then, kind of the other extreme of suppression. So it's like, sometimes maybe you can feel this, kind of of denying, turning away from, pushing it away, you know, distract. Uh, Just, you know, best to just put your head down and do something. And, And again, maybe sometimes that is helpful. So... I really sense like sometimes just sitting the body, feeling the body on the ground, on the earth, on the chair, wherever it is, feeling this sense of like whatever is happening when there's there's that, beginning to feel that contact and that earth that's there, ground, then there's, there's some middle way which is again very inclusive of our sense of being disturbed but we're not being taken for a ride by it we're not being completely taken over by it and we're not kind of desperately trying to get away from it either yeah? so perhaps you can I don't know, when I say that I can sense like, oh it kind of brings, it sort of brings me to mindfulness and brings, brings kind of the sense of ah Presence, awareness—however you sense that—with what's happening now, what's happening now, isn't it? That's all. What's happening now again? <laughs> because I think mean, the sense of kind of trying to do it from a distance, or you know, package up a policy that we can then kind of—it's like much more like just a dynamic kind of willingness to be with how it is, yeah, so some middle way between getting lost in and and trying to get away from. And I was remembering in this regard a story from, um, I think, a book of Sharon Salzberg from many, many years ago, and I hope I'm remembering it accurately, but it, feels relevant, of a, a retreat she was on with Saida um, Upandita. And um, how she had gone to him in an interview was describing a very extreme sense of, of upset, a lot of difficult emotion. And, and so his instruction to her was, I hope I'm remembering this correctly, is be more mindful of it. And, you know, as I remember the story, it's like, has a happy ending. I was so like, okay, so, yeah, being more mindful of it and then the transformation and shifts that occurred out of that for her and can do for us too. So the rest of the talk will mostly be about just offering another teaching structure um, which maybe can help us, you know, I think we do need handholds, you know because we're a little kind of uh life rafts or whatever, whatever image works for you to kind of get hold of and um, and and practice to help kind of bring some wise and caring intentionality into this kind of sometimes very very um, turbulent sea of 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 the mind not of um our emotions and mind states. Um, but just one more image I'd like to offer, which has just somehow been around for me a lot this week, which is, well, there's two images, really, and they express something that I think of as compassionate accompaniment. Compassionate accompaniment. It's like we, in relation to our life and in this case, particularly to, to our, you know, the sense of disturbance or, yeah, how we encounter that in another. We're learning or practicing the art of compassionate accompaniment. So the two images, one was from a story I I think I read or heard somewhere from Thich Nhat Hanh, again, about taking, like, um... Practicing with anger, being like taking taking the hand of a little brother, taking the hand of a little brother and walking. With with that, so maybe as an image for for any I don't know difficult state or emotion, or taking the hand of a little sibling. And you know, I being that caring, more maybe more adult, older uh, so that sense of the wise part of us, and the, that you know, I think for me, maybe for many of you, that sense of the the scared little child or you know the angry child or whatever it is, you know it's this sense of we can be that. For ourselves, we can be that for that part of other people's experience too. And the other image that's been around, which may not, depending on how you feel about horses, I'm very well generally fond of horses. Have a sense of sort of affinity with them, enjoy being with them, and and I was thinking how there's something like having putting your hand on the horse. In the neck of the horse, or somewhere like that, where you can f- just make that contact. If they're if they're willing, <laughs> if they're willing, and there's how sensitive a horse is, and how there can be this um, sense of connection and feeling, like the horse picks up your own sensitivity and mood, and you pick up on on the horse's mood and. There can be this wonderful sort of sense of mm, sharing that connection, and it feels particularly poignant at the moment where we feel like we're we you know we're not so able to touch each other, you know put a hand on the friend's arm or something like that and um, and so just you know imagining that sort of contact that connection. Uh, somehow just thinking of that image has brought a little bit of calm I just sort of somehow I don't know if yeah, I'm the horse and the person putting the hand hand on the horse if the horse is willing which is a whole thing in itself as well a lot of patience required sometimes Mm. so the teaching structure I'd like to touch on today is this um, RAIN, which probably many of you are familiar with. Um, And there's two versions of it around, and I'd like to kind of combine them. So this is an acronym um, from three practice pointers, sorry, three, well, four, well, five, actually, practice pointers, um, for it to recognize And to recognize disturbance, to, yeah, that sense of shifting to, okay, what's here? Um, I'll go through them in a bit more detail. To accept uh, or allow what's here. Um, Opening space for that. To investigate the I, so we have R, recognize, A, accept, I, investigate, and N, non identify, or uh, nourish, or nurture, which is um, the other N I've heard. So I'm just going to go through each of these and uh, see if that's helpful you know, for um, and just supporting probably what you already know, what you already know and the skillfulness that's already there, but just sort of remembering, reinforcing. Um, that's something that can be very, very simple and direct and immediate and uh, these pointers can maybe again when, this, when it's very sort of stormy or confusing yeah, this, these four points or five points can give us some helpful referen- references and reminders so um, with the first um, kind of gesture an opening to um, but maybe initially it's really pausing it's like okay, wait a minute, stop, pause <laughs> let's feel what's here and I, um, maybe We can we can name some aspects of that already and in a kind of immediate way. Sometimes it's not so clear, right? It's like well something's going on, something, you know, a little bit of disease or a lot of disease, but not sure what it's about or yeah, but recognizing aha, okay, something something happening and beginning to open that sense of awareness to the body, to the heart, to the mind, to to receive. And, and I think sometimes that can really take a while, <laughs> depending on how much you've been rushing about, sort of trying to not know and, you know, just kind of be very involved with doing or thinking or something, you know, and then it's like coming and sitting down, going "Whoa!" <laughs> uh, we or just pausing in the midst of a conversation, perhaps with someone, just like "Wait, wait a minute." Just making that space to, yeah, to 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 allow how 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 it is what the the felt senses to allow it to be to be there. And so this maybe means slowing down some of our communication more than is, <laughs> I don't know, habitual or. I mean, yeah. Culturally, somehow, expected or okay. So Joseph Goldstein said the non seeing of suffering is what keeps it keeps us locked into it. Seeing it, turning towards it, opening to it allows it to wash through and away. So maybe you can already hear the A of accept or allow in there. These these are obviously not completely distinct. They they kind of overlap and, and, and flow with each other, I think. It's really helpful, at least for me, to have that sense of... They can be seen as a distinct gesture or um, attitude or perception, but also a sense of... of the very act of, of, of attention or the willingness, uh, some willingness to be present, it's like, already actually brings with it some of that sense of allowing, even a little bit, uh, allows, allows experience to be what it is, and of course, because experience is so dynamic and unstable and, uh, and, and changing, that actually, that, it, that, Mind really that isn't it? That hand on the horse, the real connection, coming close to and intimate with—it's actually inevitably going to open. It's going to open up the sense of the fluidity, the insubstantiality of that experience. So much of maybe the sense of stuck is is sort of from the holding back and maybe out of fear, or it's you know not very polite. I can't burst into tears at this moment because whatever. And, or uh, whatever different reasons where there's a kind of resistance, um, and then allowing that too. This is this is again so much maybe part of the spirit of metta, of goodwill uh, in here. Of it's all all welcome. It's all welcome. It's all welcome. And it's that welcome and that allowing that actually allows things to shift, isn't it? Sort of there's some fear, some idea that if I, then I'll be just completely overwhelmed. And again, then, you know, some wisdom to that sometimes. We need more support, more resources, more embodiment. Yeah, so again, skillfulness may be sometimes actually what really begins to help strengthen the mindfulness and begin to, helps and more allowing come is this walking, you know, walking, walking, Just and feeling the body walking, and feeling the space, and seeing what's around you. we just, if you can't walk, then looking out of the window. Yeah. Yeah. Space. So Pema Chodron said wrote, the healing comes from letting there be room for grief, for relief, for misery, for joy... So I'd like to share at this point a teaching from Ajahn Suchita, which actually he he posted this morning, so it's fresh from um, from him at Chithurst <coughs> Monastery in, in Surrey in England. <coughs> and it feels like, yeah, just a slight dog leg here, but it's very relevant to this um investigation, this reflection, this expression of how do we support ourselves, how can practice um, support us in our uh, meeting, what's difficult. Um, So he has a a three-point teaching suggestion. So this is what he wrote, meet everything with three criteria. One, fundamental primary sympathy moving towards one's experience with willingness. This sympathy or empathy is the artery for communication. Two, a sense of groundedness. Stay with what's felt. Three. Spaciousness. Have all the time in the world. Linger. Be timeless. It doesn't matter how long it takes. This is your daily foundation. So... Sympathy or empathy, groundedness, spaciousness. All helping with the the knowing and the accepting and the allowing. And also giving us a possibility of, of investigating. So back to the eye of rain. And which, I sense again, natural, natural process. This deep, that some sense of knowing, present, grounded, spacious with, you know, that's that intention to allow. It opens a space for investigation or if you, you think of it inquiry or interest. I like the word Interest that somehow for me, oh, what's actually happening right now? What's actually happening right now? This... And then again, gently feeling or allowing interest to sort of shift, move around either again systematically or sort of more you know, organically or feeling through the body where the, you know, where 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 is the... Disturbed disturbance registering in the body or the energy. How is the energy? Is it kind of tightened up, or is it very as sort of moving fast? Or and the body tightened up in some places and somehow very absent in others. Like moving through the entire body, all the different areas. So helpful. Just feeling what's there. Feeling what's there. Investigating with curiosity, with a kind interest. And that sense of how how is it really? How is it? And like almost uh, sometimes allowing that to express itself, right? So that the naming, which sometimes we just don't have a clue. You know, we might have to spend a long time hanging out with allowing and investigating and present with and then, oh, Something starts to oh right, okay that there, there's some some sadness starts to kind of show up, so I think sometimes what we're really needing to do again in the pausing is allow ourselves to not know to not know so that what is actually happening has a sort of room to to be itself to to move to express and very um, sometimes surprising. Surprising. Oh, right. I didn't, didn't know what that what, what was there, and then just a very simple example of how helpful it is to investigate or to be willing to um, just probe a little bit, or kind of sense of what am I believing right now about? No. Could be about me or others or the world or anything. But it could just be, what, what am I believing right now? And again, not necessarily pressing for answers, but it can be something very revealing and very helpful. Oh, believing, I, for example, I shouldn't feel... fill in the blank. Right? <laughs> it's just, I shouldn't feel full stop oh wow is that yeah there's a belief wow okay so relativizing exposing making more conscious that kind of belief and and sometimes I feel like some of what we might consider our you know um, woundedness or that some of what the keeps the dukkha the suffering in place and what doesn't what sort of prevents then a sort of flow of emotionality to, to happen more spontaneously and kind of almost easefully in a way, you know, just a, you know, a whoosh of just sadness or anger just arises and passes, that a lot of what prevents that is, is again, some belief we have about ourselves or about emotion or about, you know, how others how we need to show up for others. Hmm. I I am bad, the belief I am somehow bad and wrong, which I think can be, you know, the sort of shame constellation, which um, I definitely, I'm exploring a bit at the moment in my own process around all of what's happening and a, a sense of, wow, you know, and I think there's a lot of us that for whom this is like, this is sort of there or operative in in some ways, some of the time, and really helpful to expose that sense of a sort of um, core sense of 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 um, not good enough or bad or wrong, and therefore any any way that I'm handling the situation is not good enough. It's like it, it's oh, you know that's and that whatever we do, however much we try, so there's something here, if that's operative to to expose and say oh this is this is not the whole truth about me or the situation, or how could I and somehow exposing or bringing a belief like that to the to consciousness and make it consciousness as a a self view uh, a wrong view an unhelpful view that can be known and allowed to, um, yeah, just um, be known. And I think that's really the key, is, is so often the case, is to be known and recognized. So otherwise, these things that are kind of going along between, sort of under the surface, and and maybe one of the opportunities, at least for maybe, I don't know, some of us, many of us, being, you know, at home somewhere where it really is like being on retreat in a way where we're kind of encountering not just the more topical responses to what's happening in the world, but we're also feeling and encountering some of the deeper layers of whatever it is for you, you know, um, those pervasive or repetitive senses of self, senses of self, other or world. Again, it's this so this can be a healing time, um, a healing time on that level, perhaps. So I want to share a poem which is called The Healing Time so, by Pesha Gertler. Finally, On my way to yes, I bump into all the places where I said no to my life. All the untended wounds, the red and purple scars, those hieroglyphs of pain carved into my skin, my bones, those coded messages that send me down the wrong street again and again, where I find them, the old wounds, the old misdirections, and lift them one by one close to my heart, and I say, Holy, holy. So moving into, maybe it's interesting, this sense of then, this, this what can feel very personal, you know, the the hurt, the fear, the the shame, whatever is around, then all of this can be seen as universal human experience. And maybe that's where, you know, the poet and the teachers and ourselves and others and all of us are um, t- t- together in this human experience, that get and the energy of the mind and the heart that gets so tangled and confused, and it is so conditioned by so much, yeah, of our history, of our culture, of of oppression, of um, family dynamics, of educational. Um, expectations, work, requirements and all of this kind of sense of then the way that manifests as being this sort of universal predicament and yet also, you know, entirely intimate and that feels to me like a very interesting um, paradox to hold of the universality and yet this kind of deep respect and love and care for what is very, on one level, very personal or very, mm, this, this being, you know, experiencing that and how also helpful it can be to bring in a sense of seeing the impermanence and the shiftingness and the uncertainty if we look perhaps you you know using different senses of body or feeling tone you know, pleasure pain or perceptions just sensing the ephemerality and the insubstantiality of 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 all of our experience yeah the insolidity the the insubstantiality of of and I, I think this is so helpful with say when you're encountering some something that feels quite solid and like I used to call one of these constellations my inner wardrobe, so it felt like this great big rectangular kind of big wooden thing it is also it is also empty it's also insubstantial and so so sometimes it, it happens sort of naturally and sometimes we can actually incline and actually again intend to what would it be like to just as part of this process of of meeting the difficult skillfully as part of that process and that exploration bringing in at times this sense of of opening to seeing and feeling and, and, and understanding the, um, the the fluxing, unfixed and owner ownerless, the the ungovernable ownerless um, quality of our life, of our experience. And so, just again, with all of this, hopefully, there's some room to play. You know, do the do the things in a different order or, or just find your own little structure. You know, we're all little structure create, creating kind of <laughs> beings <laughs> or minds and finding something that is real, really appropriate, relevant kind of to your experience and how you understand your practice and how you know, elements of the, the Dharma that, and other teachings that really speak to you, and you can sort of, Fold in a, a sense of, again, a, a structure not to impose on yourself or confine your experience, but as handholds, again, life rafts. You can kind of, ah, oh, yes, you know, kind of get some support until you refine your own buoyancy to, to, to continue that image. Until the frozenness and the panic, and then, ah, oh, you can relax back in and then you know... You know how to float again. You know how to swim. Yeah, so maybe that. And then we tighten up and we need the little little, little raft, little, um, you know what I'm trying to, those little round things. <laughs> Somebody can hold on to in the water. So lastly, um, yeah, many, many other thoughts. Um, just want to touch on the other N, that the rain... Recognize, allow, or accept, investigate, non-identify. There's also, uh, and as nourish, nourish. How do we nourish? How do we nurture ourselves? You know, how do we nurture the body, the mind, and um, both in terms of a meeting of how, how, what's happening now? And and what does that need? Again, this is this is such a for me such a, a, an expression of metta, goodwill, kindness. To have the respect for our experience, to have the respect for others, and that sense of we don't like to make space for actually oh discovering rather than coming in and you know and saying right you should do this you should do that. It's like, mm, what's happening? And then that, what what does this need? And then it's almost like a kind of waiting. Or sometimes like, I find it helpful to lie on the floor as a support to waiting. It's like, <laughs> I know if I stay upright, it's something more likely to be carried away with, okay, well, let's go and do this and do that. If I like, just put my body on the ground, it's like just... Wait and then, ah, usually at some point something like, oh, okay, then I'll either stay there or something comes. So really, really want to encourage you and um, the deep wish that you um, find the support and encouragement that you need within your practice and, and also within friendship, spiritual friendship. And however we connect with that, through listening to talks, through talking with people, through a sense of remembering the sangha in our practice, that refuge. And I'd like to close these reflections by, you know, some of you know I can't get through a month without singing something for you. (laughs) So here it comes. Um, And it's a chant um one of a chant that i made up um which some of you will know it's a compassion chant it's based on a teaching a compassion teaching in uh, tennessee's book time to stand up and it's a um a chant that refers to and invites us to connect with a sense of compassion as embodied by Kuan Yin, this this figure of or yeah, embodiment of compassion which is again yeah very probably very meaningful and known by some of you and not others. So maybe you could imagine or remember a Someone you've encountered or heard about who has embodied and expressed a lot of compassion, you you feel that, you know that somehow, you perceive that in them. Or it is a sense of resting in that quality of resting in that quality of heart, the great heart, the great heart. That is compassion. So I'll repeat it a few times, if you know it, you can join in. I have like make be smile thinking that you might join in, but if not, then just feel free to just listen. And then we'll go into a little bit of silence. So yeah, wish you well. take care. Resting, resting deeply I return my life to the one who listens deeply to the sounds of the world Resting, resting deeply I return my life to the one who listens deeply to the sounds of the world. Resting, resting deeply I return my life To the one who listens deeply To the sounds of the world Resting, resting deeply I return my life To the one who listens deeply To the sounds of the world Resting, resting deeply I return my life To the one who listens deeply To the sounds of the world